broadcasting from the Hair Saloon corporate offices, it's the Suzanne Benker Show, where men and women are equal in value but wildly different by nature. Join us here every week when we challenge the culture's hugely flawed narratives regarding men, women, sex, and love. Today on the show, we're back with Andre Parody about why the workplace tends to embolden men but deplete women. But first, I have a quick favor to ask. We podcasters love nothing more than to get reviews. It totally makes our day. So I would appreciate it very much if you would pause this podcast for a hot second and write a review on whatever platform you're currently using. Also, please consider sharing The Suzanne Venker Show with a friend or a family member you think would enjoy it. Shoot them a text or an email with a link to a specific episode you enjoyed. Word of mouth is the primary way podcasts grow. I also want to remind you that if you're looking for marriage or relationship coaching, go to SuzanneVenker.com and click on the coaching button at the top. Finally, if you love The Suzanne Venker Show and you would like to see it remain commercial free, don't forget to become a Patreon subscriber. Just go to the SuzanneVenkerShow.com and click on Become a Patron. Do you ever wonder why women, once they took on the role of breadwinner, became more stressed out and thus less happy? The reason may be politically inconvenient, but that doesn't make it any less true. Women have a fraction of the amount of testosterone men do, and testosterone is in part responsible for why men are able to be single-focused and get energized from it as a result. But that's not how it works for most women. Women become drained when they try to focus so intently on one thing and try to screen out everything else. They also cannot black out the details of life, but feel compelled to address more than one thing at a time, since that's how their brains work. So when women try and do things the male way, so to speak, go to the office and focus exclusively on that for eight or ten hours, they become overwhelmed. They can't stop thinking about everything else they have to do. Of course, to hear the media tell it, this predicament is men's fault. If men would just do their share, women could get it all done. But that's not the way it works. Andre Parody of Project Equinox is back to talk with me about this massive difference between women and men and how knowing and accepting this difference will improve your relationship overnight, if you let it. <laughs> Welcome nice. back. Welcome back, Andre. It's so great to see you. I know. Thank you. It's been a while. Thank you, darling. I know. I know. I, you know, I keep needing to have you on more than I have been, but I'm just, I'm loaded with all these, these guests. They're just coming left and right. So I'm trying to squeeze you in as much as I can because I miss talking uh, to you. Sweet. Yeah. It's not a big problem, by the way, you know, <laughs> like, it's not a bad problem to a, have. <laughs> that's a bad problem to have, to have so many people that want to jump in and help and contribute and interview. I mean, come on. So yeah, it's no been, worries about me. But. Uh, okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But um, so tell me how the heck you are and what's been happening in your world since we last spoke. People are so used to hearing you here, you know, every week in January and February. So where are we now? June? What's been yeah, happening? So, yeah. Well, same old in a way, you know, as you do plug along with the mission and the passion and the uh, the, the teachings and, and letting people come and go, why do you say that? Wait, are you, sh-? you know, like when I know that makes sense, it kind of resonates, but I don't know why, like sort of, you know, so I'm just plugging in and plugging on with, with, you know, my mission is to really educate and, and bring a sense of peace with the confusion that we have in our culture with men and women. Are you doing more one-on-one or more classes these days? Well, I, I, I build a web. I, I build a webinar. So I'm doing both, but I build a webinar. You know, because I keep saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Like every client that I have one on one, I repeat the same thing from the beginning. So I, I know thought, the feeling. This is, this is very inefficient. So <laughs> how about we record it like the ABCs that are always the same, 
and put that in a program where people can actually purchase it, hear me out, mm. and then what happened within the program, they get like an hour session at a time where they get the teachings recorded and they get a one-on-one question, right. uh, you know, question like an hour of one-on-one question yeah. for like, why do you say this? How does that? So session, explain, session, explain. And, and so tell everybody sort of, where they can get all that if they want to. <laughs> Where they can find that. Uh, you, if you actually go to you go, so if you we have to be qualified. I hate to say this, and it's, so we're not just I'm not, I'm not just making this available to just anybody. You have to be qualified. What I mean by that is you have to be. Um, I'm not trying to <laughs> fight with anybody, right? And some yeah. of the stuff like you know is politically incorrect. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, basically, you have to have a conversation uh, with one of my sales teams person first to know if you qualify for the material. Because I'm not trying to fight with you. I'm trying to teach you. So you have to be open, coachable. Available, all, you know, all that stuff. So you go to andre-parody.com slash apply, and that takes you to a page when you actually, you know, click on a time to have a conversation with uh, one of my associates. Yeah. It's a small questionnaire that you get to, to sort of pre-qualify you. Sure. Then you have the conversation to see if you're a fit for us, and voila. Yeah, I, I, yeah I hear you. I know it's, it's, it, it is complicated because I, I do end up getting – people who are politically aligned with me because so much of it doesn't seem like it should have to be a match, but it, it just almost does. So it really does help to, in my case, of course, since I'm so out there, they can, and I, <clears throat> I say that on my Q and a, you can find out so much about me prior. They, they usually know who I am and what I'm about before, before they get to me. But, um, yeah. I, but I know what you mean about it's not going to work if, if you're, if you're not ready to hear some things that are really going to ruffle your feathers. So it, well, it, yeah. For me, yeah, for me, it's more just challenging your own thought process. I mean, we're all naturally just believe things that we, you know, will fight for in the name of that's what I believe. <clears throat> but if things aren't working, you know, then you got to be open to hear something else and then absolutely. discuss it and, and hash. So that you have to be that person. That's yes, all. So, absolutely. In fact, that's that's a good segue into what we're going to talk about today. In 2007, I don't know if you knew about this report, Andre, but I used it as sort of the basis of one of my books back at that time. A report from the National Bureau of Economic Research came out called The Paradox of Declining Women's Happiness. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read something directly from the introduction of that report. Quote, two facts stand in stark opposition. Women's lives over the past 35 years have improved by most objective measures. Yet we document that measures of women's subjective well-being have fallen both absolutely and relatively to that of men. While the expansion in women's opportunities has been extensively studied, the concurrent decline in subjective well-being has largely gone unnoted. The relative decline in well-being holds across various data sets and holds whether one asks about happiness or life satisfaction. So that caused quite a stir, as I recall, in 2007. <laughs> it was just all yeah. over the news that, you know, how is it possible that women could be less happy than their mothers were before all this stuff went down from the 1960s? It was supposed to be the complete opposite. And interestingly, the authors of that report, uh, a man and a woman, Betsy Stevenson and Justin Wolfers, suggested in their follow-up, or in that document, that the, quote, salience of the women's movement fueled elation in the 1970s that has dissipated in the ensuing years. 
And of course, you ask why. And that's where you and I come in, Andre, right? Yes. <laughs> we know why. We know why. And although you will not hear it in the average media story, you will never hear it because, of, like no. we just said, we know that what we talk about is, is taboo. But it doesn't make it any less true. So in an attempt to get this started, I found an article or a blog that you had written way back when, when you started doing your work, called Men, Women, and the Natural Flow. And I want to start there with our argument um, as to why, you know, ultimately what's at the core of what's happened with women over the last 40 years. So in that article, you you opened in the first couple of paragraphs, basically talking about why the traditional, uh, why traditional roles, for lack of a better way of putting it, works, and why it why it was always intended to work in tandem. And then you went on to say that in today's world, though, where the women are providing for themselves, this formula falls short. Both men and women are feeling the impact. Women run around to be superwoman and do it all, only to feel overwhelmed, underappreciated, and drained. And then <laughs> you wrote something here, which I thought was great. So I underlined it. Nothing lovely or good comes from a drained woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I really like Amen. that. And of course, that's yeah. what the modern woman is, Andre, right? She's drained. She's drained. <clears throat> drained, exhausted, anxious, edgy, uncomfortable, you know, can't stand herself, can't be, you know, they, it's hard to be around her. I mean, they're all around me as well. So it's, it's in the name of what? liberation freedom money and like now we know the happiness down the toilet yep and it's getting worse by the way the past 15 years has been the worst decline in women's happiness in an age where all the choices all the freedom that should be liberated well no you know and then go back to you know if i'm going to preach again instead of my soapbox you know this is called nature yeah nature you could you could go against nature all you want there's a price to pay and here we are absolutely and then of course the flip side for men is that they're not being respected for their efforts and what they bring to the table. So they stop doing what they were formerly willing to do and sacrifice for. Right? Naturally. Naturally. (laughs) Naturally. Back to that word again. No, I I say this all the time because women, you know, when you don't, how do I say this? There's an instinct in men to provide and protect, you know, women, children, like, you know, anything that's weaker that needs help. Like that's, there's an instinct and, and it, the, that's nature again. So, but when you don't respect that in a man, they stop. Right? So when women decide that men are, you know. Unnecessary. To or... be trusted, mm-hmm. unnecessary, not to be trusted, they're, they're whatever that we could do without them, men stop showing up, literally. You know, so like you, you create, the, men will do anything that you want as long as you appreciate them. And again, and no, I say this all the time, no manipulation necessary. Yeah, that's like, really important, what, Andre. This, that's a really good point because yeah. I've written about things that women can do to make it, you know, easier. And I've heard that blowback is, well, then aren't you just manipulating men? No, no, no. That, that's that's they respond instinctively. You know, that's just an instinctive drive. So like, you don't have to like, like men want to help. Like, wow, like instinctively, they that's their our nature. Like, so like that's a great freaking deal. Like, wh- why are we fighting this? Why are we fighting this? <laughs> Well, you know why we're fighting it. We're not fighting it, but you know why it's being. uh, And of course, it's only servicing a very, very, very small percentage of women. Those are the women who do not want what most women want. So this message that they put forth 
it may service them, but it completely destroys the majority of women and men in the meantime. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, like I said, like the, 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 the it cracks me up, Suzanne. I want to say this because, you know, with culturally, like the pulse right now is masculinity is toxic and is, you know, angry and is pushy and is mean and, excuse me, it needs to be managed and pushed down. But only for men, because for women, we encourage it and that's okay. Do you know what I mean? So, I, women so... being masculine and rough and mean and crappy and condescending and pushy and all that, that's good. That's good for girls. <laughs> So that's the irony of the whole argument. I always uh, always have said this. It's like on the one hand, you, you hate men or you hate what they stand for, but you want to be like them at the same time. So make up and your you mind. Every, <laughs> and you become everything you don't like about them. Yeah. By the way, this is the worst. You become the worst of men. Isn't, didn't, wasn't it Gloria Steinem who said we become the men we want to marry? Right. And you know what's funny about her? Let me just say, I want to go there. Are you ready? Sure. Is that she got married at 68 years old. And I actually had a friend who ended up in the same room with her and said, went up right up to her. This is, this is a true story. Went up to her and said, so after like all this crap about feminism and, you know, being married is, is you know, slavery for women, you know, like, and now you're married? Like what? And she's like, well, I was young and stupid. <laughs> she said that? She said that to his face. Like he was so happy to tell me this. And you understand, like she, to his face, we're in a, in, a, in a hotel, she was speaking and he actually met her in the hallway. And she said, well, you know, I was young and stupid. So she spent four. She spent forty years, you know, like calling out something that she basically completely let go, as she got more mature and understood that as a woman, it's better to let go a little bit, not push so hard. Let a man sort of do what men do, and sort of like provide everything for her to be more comfortable and happy and relaxed and sort of support it in every way that she wants. La 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 la. Right back to nature. I'm just saying. Yeah. Right? This woman. <laughs> Sorry. No, let that's all right. So, so all right. So, getting back to to. To yeah. norm, normal people, um, <laughs> the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you pointed out in that article about you know the natural flow that when you allow a man's support and care and you allow him to do for you, you effortlessly slip into your femininity. That and every time you do that, of course, you're letting go of the superwoman complex, and that's really mm-hmm. what this is about, right? It's it's the I can do it all, I can be it all. Um, and by the way, this isn't, this is important. This isn't just for women who work full time and then also have kids. When I say this, it is, and you know this, it's, 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 um, epidemic where you can be a stay at home mom and have the same, you know, momentum Mm -hmm. and mentality. So I do, this isn't really about working per se, although that's certainly a huge part of it. Um, it's this mentality of believing that to have value, you need to have the, the kind of strength and power that men have historically had in order to be a valuable, worthy person. So that if you step back and you don't accomplish, what does that mean? You know, I'm working with someone now who, who feels like not doing something, not being productive is, is a complete waste of time and, wow. and, and sees no value in it and thus is unable to relax. And so when you are unable to relax or don't relax or won't relax, um, you're not in your feminine zone. And that's why you're invariably going to have problems in your relationship because it's not working. You're not, you're not doing the yin and the yang. Right. Right. And and it's funny because I had a client, same thing. She, uh, she had a special needs child. And by the time the kid was manageable, you know, in the system, she was working, her husband's working, 
And uh, it was manageable until at 10, he was unmanageable anymore. So she had to like um, stop working to take care of him. And her dilemma was like, I feel so useless because I'm not producing anything. I'm not providing anything. I'm not right. Like completely like, like beating herself down. And I'm like, you're a 10 year old special need child's mother. Like what is, what, what, what more else? important, what else is more important for this boy than you You're staying home and taking care of him? Your husband has the back story like that. You know, your job can be replaced. You can be replaced in a job like this. You cannot be replaced by, you mm-hmm. know, for your son. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, a, I, I might as well, it was amazing because she went dead quiet, started crying. Right. And it took like minutes for her to be able to speak again. And she goes, ah, I got it. Of course. Like I just well, she's ah, probably never it, heard that before. That's it's what I'm saying. And she got the culture. Right. Caught up in the cultural movement of, you know, unless you're productive like a man, that you're useless. And that's not exactly always productive and helpful or healthy altogether for all situations so, as hers. All right. So let's let's talk about what happens when this dynamic is disrupted too heavily. And I want to specify why I'm saying it that way. You you had you know, at the beginning of this piece about the natural flow, you were talking about the beauty of uh, traditional roles and why they work in tandem so easily and so well. So when you shift that completely, um, I say too heavily because the argument is not for strict, inflexible gender roles. That's never been no. the argument. No. So when I say no. too, when I say dyna- uh, the dynamic is disrupted too heavily, what I mean is there's some flexibility in there. But what is the difference between it being flexible and being completely overturned? Like what happens when it's too disruptive? Well, that's the thing, right? You kind of reverse the dynamic that is more na- most natural and most helpful. And it is, you know, Dr. John Gray, that's the past 10 years of his life and his work has all been about the chemistry of our, of our physiology. You know, men, testosterone-driven, testosterone brain, right? It creates a, a thought process that we're operating, a way of problem-solving, pushing, conquering, right? Masculine women with more estrogen, more about community and bonding and connecting and be of service, right? Like more nurturing. Like oh, these are natural ways of operating that are either, actually rooted in our bodies and our actual DNA, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how we manage to survive as men and women, you know? And we survive by combining the two creating a, you know, a family unit and then be able to take care of raise the children. She would nurture, he would fight, blah, blah, blah. Right? So there's a natural in our bodies, in our bones sort of way that is more fulfilling and healthier for the, for the body. When you reverse that, you know, for women, anxiety, stress, you know, all kinds of diseases in, you know, in their 40s and 50s, depending on the stress, they fall apart, cancers of all kinds, disease of all kinds, and they they you know, and it's not like it's not, oh, like genetic default because of grandma or like genetic through the family. It's typically lifestyle induced. We know that now, right? A stressful woman is vulnerable to all kinds of sickness, and same with a man who doesn't work. So, back to nature again. Like you could do whatever you want, but it's going to be a price to pay. So that's why you really want to calibrate this dance. So you could be masculine as a woman, but pace it up a little bit yeah. for your own longevity as a healthy woman, you know, and for your own uh, your nervous system to be able to be sort of more feminine and at ease and be able to be more of community and connecting to your family. To, if you have children, to be able to be the nurturing, loving mother energy as opposed to stressed out, anxious, burnout. 
right? Like and, that's not good for anybody. And the, the and the assumption that that we were interchangeable that was the assumption all along right. that, that equality means we're interchangeable. So that when a woman goes yeah. out and does what a man does, why is she reacting differently? Well, because she isn't a man. So she's going out there trying to live the same way, but she can't turn off what's going on at home. She can't turn off her need for her to care for her children, which is why we've heard about nothing but guilt for 40 years since they've been doing it. But you never heard men talk about that because they don't feel that same pull in the same way where their attention is divided because they are single focused and they go to work to do a job. Women aren't made to be single focused. They're made to multitask in, which I say hesitantly because... I actually don't believe that actual multitasking works, but that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> you can slightly yeah. multitask, but multitask. But the more um, intense the the task, the less able you're you're going to be to do that, even if sure. you're a woman. Well, so, yeah. But yeah. but typically, we're certainly not single focused. We're not going to. That's why we can't not see the sock on the floor. But a man can. It's not that he's lazy or he's being disrespectful. Oh. He literally can zone yeah, and zone it out. Well, it was actually for men that silicon focus is like what's relevant to his mission by the moment. You know, you're right. Right. My wife, it, my wife has put a box, like a big box of stuff that needs to be put away, like you know, up in the in the garage type thing, in the middle of the hallway, <laughs> like between the door to the garage and me. You know, and my my office is <laughs> through there, so I would I walked over that box for two days. Not because I'm <laughs> You walked stupid. over the box? <laughs> I went, oh, a step right over the box. Like, whoop, like big effort. I can't miss it. It's in the way. She done it on purpose. That's the funny. problem is, this is a single-focused male brain, is that, you know, the box had nothing to do with what I was up to every time I walked by the damn box. Right. That, or, or, right. Over the, over the damn box. I was on a mission to something else, and then it was in my way, and I just could step over it until, you know, there's a note somewhere. This sounds ridiculous because, you know, you go, why do you need to know the damn box in the way? Like, if I can manage to stop what I'm doing and then make that the mission, oh, you know, I need to put that box up in the garage. Right, <laughs> then it becomes part of the, what I'm doing. That becomes a focus. But other than that, like like the socks on the floor, has nothing to do with I'm with, with the mission that I'm on at the time. And as male, single focus is mission, 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 mission. Right. So what I'm doing, like so, when I say to women, you know, if you want their husband to help, you have to make that part of the mission. So like in the next thirty minutes, we pick up everything that's on the floor together. Go right, and if he agrees with that, then he's going to look down. And start picking up what's on you the know, floor. You know, it's so it's such a it's such a significant um it's it's significant information to really understand this and to get it yeah. because it will it will solve so many unnecessary conflicts if you keep that in mind that the it has nothing to do with laziness or ignoring you. But the way he thinks is so different that if that so in other words, the best way to get the attention is if there's nothing on his plate, right? So if right. in and, other words, and then you can the, ask, and then you can ask. But the but you that know, on his radar, yes, yeah. But this this demand or this expectation, let's put it that way, that he's going to view that box the same way that you are is what's causing your problem. So you just have to cease having that expectation, and the problem goes away. Yeah, and you wouldn't believe how many of my clients, you know, not understanding this, you know, like they don't understand because when you have a multitasking brain, you could, like I said, as a woman, you could, you could be aware of seven, eight different things at the same time. You actually have seven, eight things cooking at the same time, like you know, like like going on your mind at the same time and working at all 
at the same time. Like just like the plates, you know, the mm-hmm. the guy with the plates, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. juggle with the plates. Yeah. Like, you know, all they keep the plates spinning as you like as one thing. Like this is how you man can't do this. It's one plate, just one plate. Yep. Just one plate, right? So and then when he's done with that plate and he actually has has to have transition. Yeah. You know, depending on how intense, it'll take 15, 20, half hour. Then we'll transition to the next mission, right? So that, so I can't tell you how many women I've had as clients who thought their husband was a dumbass mm. because he can only do one thing, because he can only do one thing at a time, not understanding that he's wired that way. You know, single focus is essential in case of emergency. Single focus is fantastic for defending and fighting, right? So there's a lot of positiveness about this in the house. Not so much, <laughs> right? Like none of that applies for awareness and household no, stuff. And, so he's not a dumbass. And he's a to, male. I just thought of how so many times I read about or hear about if if they do reverse roles and let's say he's at home and she's mm-hmm. at work and there's kids, he's not going mm-hmm. to to be a dad in the same way that she's a mom. So he might literally just take care of the kids which is why the house is a mess when you get home because all he did was take yeah. care of the kids he didn't multitask right. he got them fed right. he got them clothed he right. played with them but he couldn't do the housework too <laughs> right and there'll be one mission and one thing at a time like it'll be one thing done at a time until you might get to the the laundry or may not yeah. because the, there was this going on at the time that was important that's why i went back when i said it's so important to say what let's talk about what happens when this dynamic is disrupted too heavily because what i'm saying yeah. i think our argument is the same which is it's not that you can't have some flexibility there but you need to understand that when you mess with it too much then you really are working against the grain to such a degree that it isn't going to work i mean it flat out is not working because those are our clients that's it that, that, that's, it. that's it. That's it right there. When you take it too far, there's a price to pay, and typically everything falls apart. As a woman, your essence goes away. Everything about you that we attracted to, the, all, all the instincts that you bring out of us to provide and protect and you know, give and show up and help, you know, when you lose that ability to be that energy, men stop caring. Men stop showing up. Men stop helping. You know, and then you take it on like, well, you know, and there's another thing that multitasking does. And it's like um, the need to, this is very feminine and a very natural, very instinctual, very cave woman, the need to have it done just so, my way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So often women that are even overwhelmed with too much to do won't even ask for hell because he won't do it the right way. Not understanding that God, you know, for God's sake, let him just do what he's going to let him, let him help his way. But if you wanted your way and tell him what to do that's not going to work it's another layer into this right like you have to let stuff go you know what i've often thought about i I never asked you about this what do you think i I think about 50 years ago before when traditional roles were more common clearly much more common and yet we didn't have the information we have today about the male and female brain and why they were different people managed to accept it without having to study it right (sighs) and (laughs) over they just it it just was that way and there's so much that is good that comes from the information that we now have for sure but there's also the flip side of just overthinking it to death and thinking that there's some magical way to to um, solve these problems rather than just accept that it is what it is well you know and again it it came in a cultural pulse of like you know freeing women and equality and you know like sort of like 
for you know, to gain that equality, you know, then we have to sort of like basically like teach men to be more like women because they're doing it wrong because, you know, they obviously like they're misbehaving and they're rude and they don't listen and they're not committable and or blah, blah. So like the idea that the feminine knows best that we're going to fix the man. And if the world was run by a feminine, you know, context, it would be a better place. Well, that's completely keeping that formula out of reality. And again, it's, you're going to bend some things. You're going to bend the rule. You're going to bend things. But there's a price to pay on both sides. Yeah, I, ultimately, I like that's a good way it does not it. work. So let's go back to that phrase, nothing lovely or yeah. good comes from a drained woman. Right. So let's, what, right. what does it do to women? What does it do to men? And what does it do to marriage? When a woman is has drained her feminine energy, well, let's see, how would you say that? Drained. Just drained. She's just drained it, to the point where her femininity swap. cannot come forth. The, the thing that brings the masculine to life, the, the thing that brings the mass, that lights up the masculine is the feminine, right? So what is femininity? Femininity is loving, connecting, it's radiant, it's warm. Right, it's like the sunshine on your face, ladies. It's like the sunshine on you. Close your eyes when it's sunny, and oh, on my face, like oh, men delight and live for that. Right, like the feminine energy actually breathes life and inspiration into us. I don't know how else to say it. And, and you it, also have, let me just pause yeah, just real quick. A, a yeah. woman can think of the difference between when she scowls and when she's smiling, and how her husband responds. That's all you need to think right. about. Straight up, right? So that's again, it's an, an energy thing. But like all, all this that you are when you're truly in your essence, your feminine, you know, essence, like lights us up and brings us forth, and even more important, brings us present to you. Do you know what I mean? Like it knocks us out of our heads. We're stuck in our heads. We're males, right? So we're thinkers and planning and always up here. And when a woman shows up with the glorious radiance of a of a happy woman, a lovely woman, a warm woman. It just, like, all of a sudden, that's all I can see is you and your energy. And I want to delight in that. And I just want to be here. I don't want to be up in my head thinking, right? Like, I'm present. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing because I posted, this isn't going to come out for a week or two, but I posted today a TikTok that my husband sent me. Then I said, oh my gosh, I've got to post this. Of a woman and a man, a husband and a wife, and he's mad at her, or supposedly they had some tiff. And she goes up to him and said, are you still mad at me? And he was, yes, he was. And so she turns around in her, what do you call the, um, the things we've been wearing for years, you know, the workout attire where you can completely yeah. see every uh, shape. Oh, the, the yoga yeah, pants. Yeah, yoga, yoga pants. pants. Thank you. Yoga pants. And she goes and she bends over and she's doing the, um, <laughs> and she's emptying the dishwasher in front of him. And all of a sudden he just, he's like a dog. He's just looking there and he's just, he can't talk and his mouth drops. <laughs> Yeah, and yep. she, and then she, it was anyway. You had to see it, but it, that's what I'm thinking of. Is the it's not just the energy; yeah. it's also the body. <laughs> Either one. Well, yeah, because <laughs> our eyes, our eyes, our eyes as males is our sex organs, right? Yes. Much, much more powerful sex organs are eyes. So it's not your our genitals; it's your eyes that sort of make everything yeah. happen for us. So as a woman, that again, use your feminine form, your feminine shape, your feminine curves. You go derail the guy; he won't be able to speak. <laughs> That's how that's how it was, and then I made a comment that's that it. you could never reverse this because it doesn't work that way for women. If you were mad at right. him, he's yeah, he's yeah. in the doghouse for days. You don't you don't you know you're not going to look at his butt and be like, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. Because you're not visual like that, right? right. It's again, it's 
back to nature and for a woman it's more like you know what he, like his character and you know who really is okay so down. we know what a drained woman does for men that's not good so what about for the women themselves well like i said like so if you consider like how to stay in your essence is actually good for you right because when a woman is is overworked and intense and, and anxious there's a lump in your chest I swear sometimes I can see it on them. Like there's like a knot right in the middle of their chest, like this freaking pulse. Like it's, and it's like almost got a pulse, like a boom, 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 right there. So that is a, 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 instead of creating warmth and, and connection in, your, in the presence of a woman like this, she creates tension, which makes people want to get away from her. Now, as a woman, the, the last thing you want is people getting away from you instinctively naturally right like your body wants the connection and this is how you feel better so the price to pay as a woman is like you kind of start like repelling people repelling yes. help repelling support repelling yeah. all the goodies that men women and other people around you will bring now in that if you're a mom the kids don't get a mom right the kids get this anxious ball of of nerve that throws the food at them and is, is not present is not warm is not connecting like so everyone loses she loses and she's worn out and everybody around her is losing out on her being warm and present and lovely and a woman the, the part that actually connects all of us together without the feminine we can't bring all that together man can do this we need you to do this for us with us mom energy feminine energy nurturing so then yeah that kind of answers then what it does to the marriage obviously so it it affects you as individuals and then of course it affects the marriage and the more the marriage can't function when you're in that state the way you want it to i mean it's just not gonna happen she doesn't want to be touched when she's like this and he doesn't really want to touch her yeah when she's in that energy like what's he gonna do like trying to bring it up from the rafters and like just it's just not enticing it's not attractive it's not opening him up he's actually typically has to defend himself from it yeah defend see himself what i'm saying he has, he has to protect himself from that pulse that keeps coming at him you know because now it becomes like you said she becomes super aware of everything that's not happening everything that's not working she can't stop thinking she's mm-hmm. open hair she's mm-hmm. like talk about stuck in her head which mm-hmm. is what men do mm-hmm. now we're man on man energetically and one is super stressed out well that's not going to go long, you know, without for Houston would have a big problem. So going back then to the paradox of declining women's happiness that we started with. So and there it is. And there, and it, there is. it is. And there it is. And of course, when's the last time you ever read an article about this or heard it on the news? Or I don't know if you kept up with all those articles. I should have printed them out. I didn't think of that with all the headlines that came out at the time. Um, and yep. there were I mean, it was actually I mean, there were. Like, like there were headlines that I thought, oh, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. Like the feminist movement was supposed to liberate women, but it didn't. And then you read really carefully and across the board, the end result wasn't anything like what we're talking about, of course, not even close. But, well, the, the real problem as to why women are unhappy is because men still haven't gotten with the program. After several decades of women doing what this is, I'm paraphrasing, essentially saying sure. after decades of women doing what they're supposed to do in this road to progress and equality, men have just been lumps. They're just sitting around, not going with us with the change. Now, meanwhile, men are three times more involved with their children than they were and on yep. the home front 
than they do three times as much ever. work as they did ever in their parents' days. So yes, they are coming along for the ride, number one. <laughs> so you can't blame them. Um, but that's literally what all of the articles would say was the end result was simply, we just have to wait for men to catch up. And I'm thinking, you're going to be waiting a long time, Missy, because well, they they have, quote unquote, caught up in terms of what you're doing. In fact, if anything, they've stepped aside to let it happen without much complaining, in my book. True. True. And no one's winning. You know, and again, I think that's instinctual as well. Right? I think instinctually we know as male that we're sort of like – or the ones up in our heads are the ones who sort of like often miss the ability to be able to connect emotionally to things, to people, right? Because for our survival, that's nothing through history, uh, human history, to be emotional as a male was never helpful yeah. for survival. It was actually dangerous. Yeah. So men don't trust feelings because feelings will actually get them compromised and in danger, right? If you if you have to think about the fact that you're about to kill a guy that you may think he has a wife and kids and that's a terrible thing to do, you're dead. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you cannot have, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. cannot have feelings. You have to be able to turn it survival. off. You have to be able to turn right. it off. Right. So that's man, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking like millennia of training. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it was essential for all, all of us to be here. So there's an instinct and a nature to that and exactly opposite for women. The bonding, the connecting, the community is actually how women survive together. So as you know what I mean? And to be able to be a good, a good um, source of support for a man who's fighting and killing Right, so there's all that into like our basic, basic human drive. What happens is when you make that instinct, when you make men wrong for who they are at their core, when you shame them, right? What happens is like we all know as men, like I said, because we get stuck up there, we kind of know that we should probably be a little more in touch, a little more emotional, a little bit more. Um, Intuitive connected, yeah. it's connected, right? It's just a bit more like of a sense of people around me because I'm, this is something that doesn't come naturally. Guys have to meditate to get to their hearts. Women don't do that, right? A natural right. feminine woman. Right. Like you, you're already there. You're just there all the time. So there's an awareness that we need you to kind of in some way, I want to say, civilize us, you know, to mm-hmm. take the beast down, right? We're still beasts, but you could tame the beast, and this is what marriage is, right? Like you sort of like give up being a beast and then take on responsibilities and take care of a woman and raise the children and go to work regardless how you feel about it, right? So we, we, so we know this is what I'm saying, but you can't take it too far all the way that, 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 that men are bad at their core because they don't do it like women. And within that, this is when men like unhook we need you to bring us down, to bring us closer to, or like, you know, to bring us out of being beastie. But if you go too far and make us wrong for everything that we are, men pull the plug, and then they now they don't care. Now they don't want to help. They don't want to show up. You know what I mean? So, so that's then let's flip terrible. that, and on the other side, shifting a woman to be more uh, aggressive, let's say, or I like the word mm-hmm. assertive better. I think there's a big difference there between assertive and aggressive. Um, sure. Uh, to speak up more to first of all, I don't think women have this problem anymore. <laughs> Let me just right? say, I think this is a problem probably 40, 50 years ago. I would agree with that. And there is much to be said for helping um, a, a more uh, stereotypical feminine woman speak up more and be heard um, and go get what you want. Those are somewhat masculine qualities, all good stuff. Yeah. But when you took that too far and lost your femininity and became wholly masculine, 
that's when the problems come in. So that goes back to, again, disrupting that dynamic too much, too heavily. As long as the superwoman mentality, I guess, or or goal is on their plate, they will never win at this because until they understand that you do not need to be productive 24-7 and that your job is not who you are, until you understand that, you will continue to struggle because you have really been taught are groomed to believe otherwise. And it's it's a tall order to really shift that thinking. Well, straight up, you know, but I have to say, I think, you know, our culture has made a really good job of, you know, like making women literally, you know, go after being productive and masculine at all costs. And that's your right that you should. And if you choose something else, there's something wrong with you. That's I think that's a terrible thing. Um, so that's sort of like the pulse of our culture. But the people that come at me, and I'm going to guess the people that come at you as well, women who you know have done that and then realize either they cannot uh, connect with men, they cannot seem to build a relationship, they cannot seem to be able to be vulnerable anymore, they, they, they're irritating to everyone, they have a sense of that, they don't know why. Right? They go on one date, the guy says, yeah, lovely to meet you, and I'll call you back, and they don't call him back. And they can't get a second date, or they can't get a date in the first place. They understand something. Like something is not working, mm-hmm. and so they've been sold. A, they've been sold a lemon. This is the way they. This, that, that's the way they speak to me. Like I've been sold a lemon. Yep. Like I've Same. done everything right, and it's not freaking working. Men don't like me. I'm pretty. I have money. I have my stuff together. What is wrong with me? They actually start taking it personally. Like something wrong with them. Yeah. They say actually those things, and I go, honey, there's nothing wrong with you. You just bought, you know, into a cultural pace that makes you. So masculine, you lost access to your core, your essence as a woman, which is the part men can attach to. So it's not about eliminating that, but again, balance. The women that I work with, we start a regimen of self-care mm-hmm. to bring them out of their heads into their hearts, you know, which is their feminine essence. Like they really have worked themselves out of, practice themselves completely out of their feminine essence which makes them anxious and nervous and uptight and all the stuff we talked about. So how do you get back into your chest? How do you get back to your body? How do you get back into the core of you as a woman? And so we sort of bunch of like self-care practices and start considering the cost for not doing it and the benefits of stepping, you know, sliding, sliding back into your essence as a woman, your feminine warmth. When you feel good, everyone around you feels good. Right, and that becomes like a new hook, right? You, I want my clients to experience what it feels like to be feminine and feel good because everyone wants to be around her and connect with her. Back to the core essence of a natural woman, right? To be of community, you know. And, yeah, and having and all those they, pieces in her life, yeah. which if yes. she's living a man's life, you're not going to have all those. You're going to have so many exactly. missing pieces, so many missing pieces, and you're not even aware of it. You just know and that you're not up, you're yeah. not happy. Going back to that, yeah. Um, yeah, to that research, you know, women aren't happy. But they don't know necessarily why, or they, right. you know, guess at it. Right. Um. But when you look at this, when you once you open yourself up to looking at what really happened, of course, it's really not complicated. It's, it's really no, very simple. And, and I and I always say, you know, forget the culture, forget what you were told, forget what you believe to be right. What is it that you want? What does it look like? Are the kids in there somewhere? Not when you're 45, you know, I mean, but if there are kids in there, if there's kids in there, like start now. Like, you know, that has to be lined up. Like, what is it you want? Forget your mother, forget yep. the culture, forget yes. feminism, forget, yep. like, forget, what is it that you want? Like, what does the perfect life look like to you? You know, Love and then everybody's got their story, right? And then we step into that. That's and, exactly you know, what that I do. Makes, I, that's, it's always that it comes back to that question. What do yeah. you want? 
That's how I started because that's all that matters. And once they start to think about what they want and not bring in all those other voices, you right. you, you really get to it. And it's it's just really, it, yeah, it's frustrating. It's I frustrating mean, to and know. I, I know, I know, yeah, I know for you and for me, like there's sometimes people think I'm super self righteous that I'm trying to you know make women just to be women and you know that's not it. Like that's not it at all. It's just that. What I see every day, and I know you do the same thing, is the overcalibration and the cost. Mm-hmm. Of, the cost. The cost for them, what it costs them and their lives and their happiness. And so now I bring in the flip side, and then you get to negotiate that thing. You get to balance it for yourself. You get, but you, you, you know, there's too, no awareness on the balance and really what makes you truly happy in the pace of, of our lives and the way we raise women. So. Same with the guys, by the way, right? Like the guys are just have no idea what the hell's going on anymore. No, and they, that's that's almost a separate conversation. Like <laughs> that's a whole different conversation, but it's another kind of like another piece pro- of product it. of this, mm-hmm. right? This overcalibration that's ruining everything that's possible. So okay, we're gonna have to end it there, Andre. This has been great. Get started. And I miss talking with you. I can't say exactly. I can't tell people exactly when you're gonna find Andre on here again, but you will. Okay. You will. <laughs> I promise. Oh, good. So I am loving this, as you know. So I'm always here. Awesome. You know, Awesome to see you. you. For the audience. And um, we'll talk again soon. Okay? Got it. Awesome. Thanks, Andre. See you later. When you got married, things were perfect. You were both in love and life was good. Then somewhere along the line, everything changed. She changed. Or maybe he did. Either which way, now your relationship feels, well, hard. I coach husbands and wives who feel lonely, disrespected, or misunderstood in their relationship. So many women today are desperate for their husbands to step up to the plate, to make a decision and to stick to it, to lead rather than to follow. Ladies, you have the power to make it happen. Men respond best to women who are grounded in their feminine core. As for husbands, so many of them want their wives to stop nagging and to just trust them, to smile more and to complain less, to look at them the way they did when they were first dating. Men, you have the power to make it happen. Women respond best to men who are grounded in their masculine core. The secret to lasting love rests in the masculine-feminine dance. Once you master it, your relationship will no longer be difficult. You'll be moving with the biological tide rather than against it. And that makes marriage smooth sailing. If you're struggling in your relationship, if you feel frustrated or alone, I can help. Just go to SuzanneVenker.com, that's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-V-E-N-K-E-R.com, and click on the coaching button at the top. Don't wait another minute to acquire the mindset you need to find love and to sustain it. It's so much easier than you think. That's SuzanneVenker.com. Okay, the email of the day is from Iva, who writes, Dear Suzanne, I'm a big fan Please continue to voice arguments for us, happily married, educated women with families and great jobs who know we can have it all if we want, just not at the same time. I don't buy into the narrative of victimhood and systemic oppression. Why do you think women are destroying femininity, especially in the U.S. and Canada, by rejecting everything connected with the beauty of being a woman? I chose that particular question because it, it went so well with, it goes so well with the, with the topic I was talking about today with Andre. I don't think that women knowingly think that they are destroying their femininity, especially if they associate femininity with, I don't know, uh, you know, showing your body in a, um, as being part of the female body. You know, if they, a lot of people think femininity is about, you know, wearing high heels or, um, you know, looking sexy uh, to distinguish you from a man. And actually, that's not it at all. Femininity is, as we already discussed earlier in the program with Andre today, um, much more about being receptive and soft and kind and having this radiance about you. 
And so I don't think that women think of themselves necessarily as having chucked their femininity. I think that's a kind of a new concept. But at the end of the day, we really had this huge value shift in this country that has taught women to devalue the traditional feminine qualities and to value the male qualities. So people, you know, you can't really underestimate the conditioning that a culture can do because people really want to be supported and valued for who they are. And if they're told that this is the way to go to get that value, that's where they're going to head. So it's, it's, it's very frustrating and um, um, unfortunate. But I, I, I'm a hopeful person. So I like to think that femininity is going to make its way back and that we just have this pendulum that we've got to, you know, it swings from one end to the other and then eventually gets back into the middle somewhere. So that's my hope. Thanks, Iva. And that ends this hour of The Suzanne Venker Show. And don't forget to continue the conversation on Facebook. Just type in The Suzanne Venker Show in the Facebook search bar and you'll find it. Also, please recommend this podcast to one friend you think would enjoy it. And don't forget to leave us a review on whatever platform you're now using. Finally, if you have a question or a comment for me, you can email me at Suzanne at the Suzanne Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.